Red alert. Red alert. All hands to the battle station. This is episode four, the Oberth class, being recorded on Monday, July 20th, and also being released on Monday, July 20th. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Battle Station. I'm your host, Tucker, and I have a little bit of a different episode planned for today than some of the other ones we've been looking at thus far. So essentially what I've been doing uh, pretty much on this podcast so far is is making, let's call them combat-ready ships. Uh, ships that have four to six attack dice, uh, battle station conversions, target lock rerolls, which is great because those, those are the kind of ships you want to take to an organized play event. Those, that's basically what you need to, to, to field, uh, let's say, a competitive fleet, is you want to be looking at something of that dice quality. But eventually what I figured out was that I was more or less making the same ship over and over. The Gavroche was a little bit of a departure from that just because it got to do something special based on its ability, which was, of course, to attack twice with this kind of quality. So I started asking around on the Facebook group, what are some things that you want to see me build besides, uh, you know, just generic five die attackers? So I I got some good feedback. Um, I will probably be looking at in the future maybe some faction pure stuff, maybe some additional, you know, uh, build type stuff, you know, more than one ship. Um, I may also end up doing more than one, <clears throat> pardon me, more than one ship in a particular show. But one thing I got a lot of requests for was uh, support ships. In other words, ships that function in a non-standard role for the combat. And that really got my wheels turning a little bit. So. Today's episode, uh, we're going to look at one of those kinds of ships, uh, which is the Oberth class of all things. So, if you're not familiar with this, this is a fairly recent release, came out with the Pegasus. Pegasus is an Oberth class ship. Um, It's a generic ship, so non-unique. It is 18 points for a 2 attack, 3 agility, three hull and one shield ship. It comes with two tech slots and a crew slot, a forward firing arc of 90 degrees. It has the scan evasive target lock, uh, sort of uh, non-combatant bar, if you want to put it that way. For the Oberth class movement dial, we're looking at green uh, one and two straights and banks. And for white, we're looking at uh, white two hard turns and come about. And for three, hard turns, banks, straight, and come about. So we don't have any red maneuvers on this dial whatsoever. Unfortunately, well, let's, 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 let's talk about the strengths first. Um, this is a really cheap ship. It is the uh, second cheapest Federation ship and the cheapest non-unique Federation ship that has two techs and one crew. Uh, Both the Sakharov and the Raven can get two techs and one crew, but they're unique. Um, It has three defense dice, which is... I mean, that's a lot, especially for Federation. Um, The maneuver dial is very interesting. White comeabouts... This is sort of a uh, a, a fighter-style maneuver dial. It... it, it, uh, 
it, it's uh, it's got its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, one of the major ones, obviously, is you can do comebouts without taking an auxiliary power token, and that's huge. So, disadvantages of this ship. Um, well, it's got four durability, two attack, no weapons, and one crew. I mean, 90 forward arc, no rear arc. Um, I mean, on the whole, this thing is pretty lackluster for a straight, straight up combat roll. The other major disadvantage it has in almost any role is that it does not have a 4 forward. I really don't like ships that don't have a 4 forward. Um, just slow ships drive me up the wall. Now, I realize that that's, that's far from a universal uh, complaint about this ship, but uh, that is what it is. Uh, competitively, it hasn't really had time to have much competitive history. Uh, you know, we, we've only really had, I think the only major event since Worlds and, and since this ship uh, was around was the Australian Nationals, and that was a, uh, that was an interesting meta, let's, let's put it that way, but it didn't include any Oberths at all, so I don't know, you know, you may have seen the ship at your local piece. Um, on the show, it, it's an interesting ship because it's one of the few ships that's actually, uh, old enough to get into TOS but was seen in TNG. Uh, obviously it was the Pegasus uh, ship Riker was on. Um, let's see, it's it's what, it's 2015? Okay, I'm pretty sure I can spoil this. It's got the phased cloaking device, but we're not even working with the Pegasus here, we're working with the generic. Why are we working with the generic? Because we can. Uh, originally I started this build with the Pegasus, and it does work with the Pegasus, but what I realized was it also works equally well with the Oberth, just the generic Oberth, and people have asked that I, I, I stick whenever possible to uh, non-unique or underplayed cards that might not see play elsewhere in their fleet. In other words, if they have a 50-point ship that they want to run, this probably isn't going to intersect with it. So I have used today, I've tried to stick with that, um, and... Uh, I, I've, try, I've tried to use cards that I don't think see as much play. One of them does, but there's, there's really no way around that one. Um, so, with all that said, uh, let's, let's look at what we can do here. So, obviously, this is not going to be a combat ship. This is, in other words, this is not going to be a ship that's going to do its work shooting at enemies during the combat phase. Uh, it, it also is something that probably is going to want to stay out of arc as much as it possibly can. Um, we'll see how well we do on that particular front, uh, because the strategy I have in mind is a, a little bit, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting sort of idea. Um, let me just put it this way, I don't think it's been done before. So, uh... Here we go. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at what kind of cards we can put on the ship and not other ships. Now, obviously the first thing that's going to leap to everybody's minds is improved deflector screens. And that's true, you can put improved deflector screens on this ship, but we're not going to. We're going to use a different card instead. We're going to use a card from the USS Pegasus pack 
called Specialized Shields. It's a four-point tech upgrade, and it says, when defending, while your ship has active shields, during the Modify Defense Dice step, you may reroll one of your blank results, period. That period is very important. Uh, when suffering damage from an obstacle or minefield, subtract one damage from the total damage. This upgrade may only be purchased for a Federation ship with a hull value of three or less. So, obviously this is not the type of card to see a lot of play. Um, four points for rerolling one blank result. I mean, Shelby has seen a lot less play since Borg have fallen out of fashion, and she'll, she'll re-roll you know, one blank result for half this cost um, on non against non-Borg ships, obviously, and she has upside against Borg. Uh, so, so we're looking at really this obstacle or minefield thing, but not only are we going to run one of these, we're going to run two of these. We're going to put both slots as specialized shields, because remember, um, specialized shields is non-unique, and there's no once per ship restriction. Uh, if for some reason you want to run two or three of these on a ship, you can. And uh, we want to run two of them. Why do we want to run two of them? Well. We'll see, we'll see where we're going in a moment. Um, the only other slot we're going to fill on the upgrade bar is going to be Sakona. Uh, Sakona being a two-point independent crew. Add one additional weapon upgrade slot to your upgrade bar. All weapon your upgrades with a cost of five or less, cost minus two SP. This is the only really commonly used card that I'm going to throw on this build uh, because we, we need a weapon slot. Uh, and, and, and there really aren't too many other ways to get that. Um, there's, there's Belana Torres, but she's four points. There's, um, oh, what is his name? Uh, Taranj, the, uh, the, uh, Herogen, but he's, he's three points. And we need to keep this at, th at, at, th at two points base, three points with faction penalty because... So far, we're already at 18 plus 8 for the two specialized shields. We're at 26 points, 29 with Sakona. We're going to go to 34 with our captain. Our captain is Galdemar. Who is Galdemar, you ask? Galdemar is actually one of my... One of, I, I liked him a lot uh, at the end in Deep Space Nine. Uh, he... He's sort of the leader of the Cardassians under the Dominion after Gul Dukat uh, runs away or whatever he does that I really don't remember. Um, but he has a he has a pretty interesting plot arc, some you know interesting moral decisions. Ends up in a very cool place at the end of the series. Uh, but what he does in this game is he's skill six, four cost captain. He has an elite talent, but we're not going to be able to get a use out of that. And what he says is, all attacks made against your ship with secondary weapons are at minus one attack die. Okay. All attacks made against your ship with minefields are at minus two attack dice. So, we're at 34 points. We're subtracting two dice off of our attacks from minefields and ignoring up to two damage from minefields. If you've done your math, you have 16 points, you know we have 16 points left, and you probably see where I'm going with this, because with our one slot left, our weapon slot, we're going to spend all 16 of those points on multi-kinetic neutron mines, or neutronic mines, whatever. 
So this is a this is a base cost ten upgrade. It's a weapon upgrade from Queen Vessel Prime. It's a Borg. So let's just let's just go ahead and read this off because this is a hell of a mouthful. <clears throat> Attack. Discard this card and place a minefield token anywhere within range one of your ship. If you place this token on a ship or if a ship enters the minefield, i.e. overlaps it, roll four attack dice. Any hit or crit result damages every ship, including your own, within range one to three of this minefield token as normal. Ships within range one of the minefield token do not roll defense dice against this attack. All other ships roll full defense dice against this attack, plus one defense die at range three. This upgrade costs plus five SP if purchased for any non-Borg ship. Well, so, the idea here is area attacks, basically. Um, we have a ship with a white comeabout that... Uh, well, that that basically that can that can uh, every turn or every other turn, depending on how you deploy the minefield token and how lucky you get with the templates and this, that, and the other, uh, you you can just sort of um, run back and forth over this indefinitely, and it will attack everything in range three radius with four attack dice, no defense dice if they're in range one. Um, you can do this indefinitely, uh, assuming you don't get shot at, simply because uh, it'll be rolling two attack dice against you, and then you can ignore up to two of the damage. Even if you lose that shield for some reason, if you take a if you take a hit or something or somebody disables your shields, those specialized shields will actually still work because that period that I mentioned earlier sets off the part that only functions while your ship has action active shields. In other words, your ship will always subtract one damage from the total damage of a minefield regardless of whether your shields are up or not. Now, this ship this ship has two dice. I mean, I guess you might target lock something, but like... I, shoot at fighters, I guess, if they're there. Um, I wouldn't really take this ship into combat. The one disadvantage of this strategy is you are going to have to be in range 1 to 3 of real ships. So you may want to consider uh, teaming this up with something like Core that's going to be, you know, uh, drawing fire anyway, or some kind of weird Julian-Bashir-Mirror combo uh, that, that basically just has your opponents uh, shooting at it the entire time. You could also consider uh, using something like Diplomacy so that they can't attack or be attacked, but after you've already made this attack during the activation phase, uh, you'll need to pair it with something with uh, higher skill than Damar to do that, but that's not... That's far from impossible. Um, I mean, frankly, mostly this is just this is just sort of a fun idea to me because I, I like the idea of um, setting off mines every turn and just exploding everything. This is also, I mean, this is pretty good against fighters too. Um, it's really going to hurt their uh, attack dice. It, it'll take off a token or two for sure. Um, and really, those those two dice are may actually even be enough to to get off a token or two just by themselves. So, all of that put together means that we have a ship that can area attack, which is, which is, I mean, unheard of in this game, aside from Disruptor Pulse, uh, anti-fighters, and, I mean, if nothing else, your opponent is never going to see this coming. <laughs> so, uh, once again, that ship in its entirety is an Oberth class at 18 points, 
Goldemar, five points, total 23. Sakona, total 26. Specialized Shields, number one, total 30. Specialized Shields, number two, total 34. And Multikinetic Neutron Mines, which at 10 points and the effective plus six non-Borg penalty equals a round 50 points. Uh, one quick note. Uh, as you know, I build this on Space Dock, and for some reason, Space Dock will not let you take two copies of Specialized Shields on the same ship. Um, I cannot find a reason why that should be the case. They're not unique, and they don't have the once per uh, once per ship rider. Uh, and I, I so I, I may be missing something. Um, Space Dock is well made and possibly smarter than me, but uh, this build appears to me to be legal. Um, so I hope somebody out there tries this out, has fun with it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, in the meantime, that's uh, pretty much all I have for you today. So stand down red alert and secure from Battle Station.